Patriots Monday and Friday. 93.7 WEIFM and HD1 Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. From a topical, comical, and knowledgeable Boston sports talker Drop it in hotter than a tropical climate Breaking news, he supplies it And you want the truth? Scoops, Keith will find it He's talking about all the sports And he's also a hashtag dork And a father of two sweet daughters The leader of your squad For you evening marauders And night commuters Tune in and sit tight Six to ten, more like six to midnight Ow, the mic's hot on the Night's Watch crew Celtics, Bruins, Pats, and Red Sox too Doing this since the Rich Keith Project Now he's got podcasts and Twitch stream content KWFE on WEEI It's the Rich Keith Show, so here's your guy Alright, thanks for tuning in to a Wednesday night edition of the Rich Keith Show here on WEEI We are full tang tonight Join us, uh, Joining us at 7 o'clock will be Fitzy for the final three hours of the program But right now now for this next hour from the causeway it is the uh, the cast of the jones and mego show and uh, we're gonna split them up we're gonna let jones and arkin get some food or stuff their face right now uh mego is gonna join us right now mego how are you i'm good i like this setup because now we can all talk about each other yes it's like a confessional in real world challenge where i get in yes. here and i'm like you know what's pissing me off about Jones this week is everything working with Jones. Who is bothering you more today, Jones or Arcan? Probably Arcan. Yeah. Arcan, I think, got low blood sugar three quarters of the way through the show and just started screaming at everyone. That and I'm hurts. like, dude, yeah. let's relax. Everybody let's breathe. Let's down. breathe through our, you know, conversations. But you know, I hear you. It gets, gets heated over here in the afternoon. It seems like it's filling up down there too. The Bruins play uh, 90 minutes from now, the season opener, their 100th year as a as a club. That's very exciting. It's pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's definitely very full of sweaters. Good T-shirts here, so it's a good scene. Very, very good. And with it being Bruins opening night, I I have to start by asking you, Mego, should Mac Jones start on Sunday? <laughs> uh, yes, at this point he should because I've said this before on our show is if you're gonna put Bailey Zappi in there and you're gonna start Bailey Zappi, what I don't want to hear leading up to the game is that Bailey Zappi split reps with Mac through practice. If you're going to give Billy Zappi a real opportunity and not just throw him in the third quarter or fourth quarter of one of these games where Mac isn't playing well, give him the real opportunity to be the starter going through the week. And this week's already so weird because they apparently started it off with an off day and are treating this as a, as a starting over reset thing. So it's Mac's last chance. It and really should be. I love how Bill was like, we're starting over on Sunday. And then today when he had the chance to talk to the media, the first question was about Mac Jones. And he said, we're making no changes. So right. I know you're talking about quarterback, but I kind of read that. as like, we're starting over, but also we're not doing anything different. So expect more of the same. And I think that is uh, so frustrating. I I'm not a believer in Bailey Zappi, but I am a believer in anybody but Mac at this point. Like Mac's just been, so bad. It's been a carryover from last year. I'm curious from your end of it. You've interviewed Mac with the Patriots Monday the last two years. Have you noticed 
any difference just in those interactions from last year to maybe the beginning of this year to maybe the last couple? So I thought that he was much more forthcoming at the beginning of the year. So when we were interviewing him in the preseason, Mm -hmm. he was very forthcoming. The only thing that I noticed that was really different from last year was following the Dolphins game. He looked tired and dragged down in a way that I've never seen him. Going back to when I was with the Herald and doing stuff with NBC Sports Boston, and he was a rookie. I never saw him the way that he walked in with these giant bags under his eyes and just looking like he was about to fall asleep when he was talking to us, which I get. Yeah. Like, I don't take personally. A lot of people feel that way listening <laughs> to us. But he, I, I had never seen that side from him. Wow. I think there's just this season, even before we got to these back-to-back awful losses, he knows that there's so much on the line for his career, for what contracts and what he'll be making going forward that that it, I hate to say it it appearance wise body language yeah, wise sure. it was the it was the lowest of the low that I've seen him yeah and I I'm not surprised by it because the way the Dallas game played out you're like all right that's horrible but maybe let's put that behind you like any great athlete has a bad game a bad moment whatever like how do you respond to it and then you respond to it with maybe not a worse game, like individually for Mac Jones, but not lot, not a whole lot better. Like it was, it was I very it similar. Was kinda, you know what? I actually thought it was worse. And oh, I'm, really? I'm curious. Okay. Yeah, because and this is a huge. Other than the play, other than that, how was the play, Mrs. Lincoln? Yes. Like the first game, the Dallas game, he did have two nice drives before everything <laughs> went to hell. He did have a couple nice throws in that. Whereas the way that he started out the game against the Saints, it was like he was so scared of getting intercepted, it looked like he wasn't even throwing catchable balls. No, that's true. I just think that, like, you know, that's fair. I mean, the Dallas game, it was just the interceptions were the ones that you literally tell a quarterback, don't right. do throwing this. Throwing across the like, field. I can do that. Even with the worst arm in the league, I can make that throw. But I think you can make the case that overall the Saints game was worse just because they were coming off of the Cowboys game. It's like, all right, how do you bounce right. back from that? It's like, oh, we don't. We actually score less points and it's going to be a disaster. And to get benched two games in a row, yeah. like you kind of have to go through like NFL history to find what quarterbacks have been benched two games in a row because of performance in games that were that lopsided. I mean, Bills never lost games by that many points. And we're making history here. Row, I guess that's true. That is a trivia question one day. This is a historic yes. Patriots team. Yeah, it so is. So you want to be sure to keep watching it. <laughs> if you get benched for a third straight game, I feel like that New probably record. has to be it. Yeah, unless they keep extending it throughout <laughs> yeah. the rest of the season. That's the scary part. There's still 12 more games left in, in the year. But, yeah, he's just been really bad. And all the different reports that you're getting out of there, too, is – not just the incident with the Jets game, but other stuff. The support for Mac Jones, which was there his rookie year. It was even there for the most part outside of Patricia and Judge. I think the players had his back last year. This year, it seems like he's just like moping around the building and nobody really is on his side now. Right. I don't know if you heard the hit that we did with Dan Orlowski from ESPN today, but he brought it up. I didn't even ask him about this. Dan Orlowski said he's been hearing things about Ugh. Mac maybe not having the most positive attitude. Yikes. Uh, maybe not doing what he called the controllables about how you present yourself as a leader when things are tough and calling this the you know most important stretch for Mac Jones. And I'm going, that's stuff that I never expected to hear about Mac. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I never expected to hear that Mac isn't going into things with the best approach or trying to be a professional or anything like that because that is the stuff that you don't look at and go, 
Well, he's got a weak arm, so. Yeah, yeah. You know? Well, no, like, last year it was crazy because last year the whole offense was obviously bad, and we talked about it a lot. And anytime we would talk to a player and we'd bring up the offense or bring up Mac Jones, whether it was Hunter Henry or one of the running backs or Jacoby Myers or whatever, I mean, they couldn't have supported the guy anymore to the point where you're like, are we talking about the same guy? Like, I, I was surprised they liked him. But that wasn't the him. same case with Hunter Henry this week, was it? Uh, no. No, no. Yeah. So no. I, I, or even I, David I, Andrews. Like, David Andrews had, I mean, he's a captain. He's been here forever. But they asked him about Mac, and he had sort of like a non-answer. Then he was like, uh, we'll support whoever's there. And you're yeah. Like, oh, this, well, because okay. at this point, I think it's guys who do probably really, really like him personally, but they're going, this sucks. Yeah. You know, what you're doing to our offense every week, these last two weeks, sucks. And we expect more from you because we played with you performing more. Do you think? that Max should be starting. Second. I don't know. I would sit him. And I know Bailey Zappi's not great, but two games in a row like this, plus not, I mean, we're going back to his rookie year. Every time we want to talk about something positive, we're like, well, in 2021, he did this. Right. And it's like, all right, well, he sucked all last year. And maybe as we're watching through five games, maybe Patricia wasn't as bad as we thought. It's so wild. It, that's the craziest maybe thing of the whole season is that we just assumed anybody replacing Patricia would be an upgrade. And we're like, no, it's, it's very much the same offense. The last two weeks, it's been worse. So I would sit him, and I guess my plan would be Bailey Zappi, understanding that the wheels could fall off there, and then that's why, like, every day you're trying to get Will, Will Greer ready, and that's just to get through this season. And then in the off season, it is a full-court press. You're probably picking really high, so maybe you grab a guy. Maybe you also get a veteran. But I'm thinking, like, a whole new QB room next year. What do you, what do you think? I don't know about the entire QB room, although it makes sense because they released Bailey Zappi in preseason and didn't even seem that worried about anyone else picking him up. But you certainly seem to be in a position where it would be a surprise to me at this point if you pick up Max option Mm -hmm. and decide to move forward with him. That seems like there would have to be a major shakeup in the entire staff of the Patriots Mm -hmm. for that to happen. And the rest of the season would have to go really differently. Then the question becomes, okay, what is this season about? which I know a lot of fans are already ready to jump to. What is this season about? Is it about tanking for Caleb Williams or another high pick? Uh, and if that's what it's about, is it about Bill Belichick even being in place in the offseason and being the guy who, again, is picking the quarterback as the GM that's supposed to be the, quote, quarterback of the future? Because you just saw the experiment of the last three years. Well, Bill's term about starting over, I think a lot of fans, myself included, are like, okay, let's do that. But You're like, so tank? <laughs> but you're also a part <laughs> of that, unfortunately. Over? Yeah, Start it is. with a tank. I know it's weird. Like it's we've rooted for it a few times as Celtics fans. Like yeah. I, I know three times I can remember Don't vividly like rooting for it. It's weird. So different in basketball. Though. It is. It's different in basketball. Football, at least it's not as many games. But doing it now is kind of crazy. Like it's one thing of like, hey, you're in December. If you lose out, you know these three games, you get the number one pick. Then like obviously do that. It's hard to manipulate it now. But they're just. They're not a very good team. Like, right, even, even the Raiders game, that should be a very winnable game. But I don't know. Like, I, I think Vegas probably wins on Sunday. But to that point about even <laughs> you're, you're not a very good team, even the quarterback aside. Yeah. Okay. So if you get Caleb Williams yeah. or Drake May or one of these highly touted guys, it's still going to be quite a process. Trouble. It's not like yeah. you turn around and all of a sudden you're back in the Super Bowl or no. even in the AFC Championship game, given how the conference is going right now. No. So it's just going to be a lot of patience, but don't worry, fans. Yeah. As I said before, this is a historic Patriots season. It's, it's, so it there's reasons is. to watch. All right, before you uh, tag out for Jones, uh, it is Bruins opening night. The, yes. A bit of a different-looking squad. No Bergeron, no Krejci. 
first off, a little prediction. Do you think they make the playoffs? Yes, this seems like a pesky wild card team to me because yeah. their goaltending is going to be solid. It'll be interesting to see if they continue the rotation, and if so, for how long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the goalie hug, which we both know Jones is extremely yep. fond of oh, yeah. and definitely believes is, uh, you know, a, a real thing, a uh-huh. real friendship. Uh-huh. Uh, I, their defense is going to be great. Their defense is going to be strong again. The question is the center position, right. which <laughs> without Krejci and Bergeron, you know, everybody's high on Patra, as I learned to say his name differently yes. every single day. I'll go Patra, and, I guess we'll go yeah. with that today. That's fine. And if it's, you know, what the rest of the offense is going to be, because obviously you had to get a little thin with some of your reserves across the board because you don't have any money. But I think that yeah. they'll hang around. I think that they'll be they'll be a wild card team. They, pro- like, they probably have just enough talent for that. Like looking at the Eastern Conference, like there's probably five teams you definitely like better, but I don't know if there's eight. Like I was trying to yeah. come up with a way to keep them out. I'm like, I don't know, maybe they are. A wild card team, but it maybe starts I tonight. Just, yeah. yeah, maybe I just believe in Bergeron too much as captain. Uh, or Marshan? Oh, sorry, Marshan. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so, so, we all still think it's Bergeron. It's a slip. <laughs> yeah, he's just you know when he put when he puts that C on, I'm like, oh, Bergeron. Yeah. All right, Mego, thank you. Get uh, Jones Thanks, off the Keith. bar or wherever the hell he is right now. And, he's uh, dancing on the bar. Oh my God, oh he's got boy. tequila oh in boy. his navel and he's asking <laughs> everyone to take body shots off him. So there you go. I Head on down to the upstairs, down at the causeway, just steps away from the TD Garden, and you can enjoy that for yourself. So thank you, Mego. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Uh, Thanks, Keith. Adam Jones will join us. Coming up next, again, from the Causeway, this is the Rich Keefe Show, the little bonus hour of Jones and Mego here on WEEI. Right now, here's Stiz with What's Trending. The Greg Hill Show, weekdays 6 to 10. Now, here's What's Trending on WEEI. Trending now brought to you by FindMassMoney.com. The Patriots are back on the practice field today as they continue to get ready to head to Allegiant Stadium to face Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. Kickoff Sunday at 4.05. Bill Belichick was asked this morning if Mac Jones will be the starting QB for week six, to which he replied, quote, yeah, we're not making any changes. Matthew Judon, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Demario Douglas did not participate in practice today. And 11 players were on the limited participation list. That list includes Christian Barmore, Trent Brown, Cody Davis, Trey Flowers, Devon Godchow, Jonathan Jones, Mike Onwenu, Riley Reef, Cole Strange, Josh Uche, and Sean Wade. Celtics preseason continues tonight. They're on the road in Philly to take on the 76ers. Tip-off at 7 p.m. This will be the third preseason game for the Celtics. They are currently 1-1. One and one. MLB, MLB playoffs continue tonight. The Phillies currently lead 4-1 over the Braves in the third inning. The Astros will face the Twins, and the Dodgers will take on the Diamondbacks. And roll out the gold carpet as the night is finally here. Opening night, the Bruins' 100th season begins tonight at the TD Garden. Former Bruins players Taylor Hall and Nick Felino will be back in Boston, this time playing for the Blackhawks on the other side of the puck. The Blackhawks looking to turn things around after having the worst record in the NHL last year. They've added veteran players like Felino and Hall, as well as signing star rookie Connor Bedard. Your Boston Bruins come into the season following the greatest regular season in NHL history, despite a first-round playoff loss. Puck drop at the TD Garden tonight at 7.30. Brighten up your bank account this fall by going to FindMassMoney.com. Enter your name, see if you'll be getting lucky this winter. That's FindMassMoney.com. It's fast, it's easy, it's free. I'm Stiz. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. More Rich Keefe show coming up right after this. 
WEI, The Rich Keefe Show. Streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Back here at The Rich Keefe Show, WEI. First hour of the program, we are joined by the Jones and Mego program as they are at the Causeway, steps away from the TD Garden. If you're looking for a place to watch the Bruins game tonight or jump in there, grab a, a drink and uh, something to eat before you go to the game, head up the uh, head up the Causeway. They are upstairs. If you want to heckle Jones, you can go do that as well. Bruins drop the puck on their, uh, what is it, the Centennial, Jones? Is that what it is, the Centennial? Yeah, it's the Centennial, Keith, so get it right. It's a big it's yeah. a big thing over there Huge. tonight, okay? Huge. It's a hun- it's 100 years. They're trying to they're trying to deflect from the uh, choking on 135 <laughs> points last year in the first round. So they're, I almost, they're celebrating that. I almost forgot about that in all seriousness because the Patriots are sinking to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean and the <laughs> Celtics made a big trade. I'd, like, forgotten how like that ride. I blocked it out how good the Bruins were, and then how it just went up in smoke in the first round. And now all of a sudden, boom, opening night, regular season yeah. starts tonight. No, I think a lot of fans have tried to do that, but I, <laughs> I like to remind them just in yeah. case. Uh, but you, you made a good point. We're upstairs. The, uh, Razor yeah. came by today. Nice. And, uh, and he's like, yeah, you should probably tell people you guys are upstairs. I'm like, oh, yeah, I should probably tell people yes. that because he had no idea. He was, he was apparently sitting Wandering downstairs. around downstairs. Yeah. Oh, go upstairs. Go upstairs just, to these guys. Bad direction by me. 100%. I'm not going to do this on the air, but I think you can vouch for me because we did a lot of Bruins games and a lot of pre- and post-game Bruins shows. Yep. The other night, we were talking about the 100 special for the Bruins or whatever, and the, the, all the, the 100 greatest Bruins. Uh-huh. And Andy Hart, this son of a gun, says to me, you couldn't even name 100 Bruins. Wow. And I said, yes, I couldn't. I, I rattled off like 20 of them right in a row, including yep. our guy Casper's dog of Ann's and some of these deep-cut <laughs> oh, the, Bruins oh, guys. Oh, the, the dog man. I'm like, I could just take the NHL. 94-95 roster combined with the current roster. There's 100 guys right there. Yeah. No, could I name 100? Sure you could. 100 Bruins? Bobby Orr. Yep. I mean, don't stop there. There's 99 no, I, more, but... No, I'd get him. Ray Bork. Yeah, exactly. Look at the rafters, for God's sakes. There's that's a lot a good, of big names up there. That's a good point. If you just counted the names in the rafters, yeah. you could get you could get close to, to, to triple digits. <laughs> You're that's at true. 50 right there. And then you got to kind of go to your, like, your Glenn Murray's, your Sergey Samsonov's. Your Casper's dog advance. Your Casper's dog advance. I feel like that one alone is worth like ten. So was was Andy impressed by that? Was that yeah. like a nice flex when you broke out the dog band? Yeah, not to peek behind the curtain, but Hart doesn't know anything about hockey. So when we do a <laughs> hockey segment with Hart, it's it's like I'm carrying the thing. Like I am just <laughs> dragging him up a hill every time we do Bruins. But we'll still nice. talk bees. We'll still talk a lot of bees. Uh, as for the Patriots, they are uh, they've doubled, tripled down on Mac Jones being the starter this weekend. Jones, do you have a? conspiracy theory or a key conspiracy theory as to why they are sticking with him based off of his recent performances? Well, yeah, I have two. Uh, right. So I, I, don't, I don't know if I've, if that's too many. But uh, I, well, I was asking for one, but we'll take two. Two's fine. I have two. Uh, number one is not that good of one. It's just that Bill has no real power, and it's Robert Kraft's call. <laughs> and oh, Robert, is, bad, though. Robert is saying, you know, don't, don't move yeah. on from the quarterback. You invested in the quarterback. We like the quarterback, so okay. stick with the quarterback. That's right. number one. Number two? If Bill doesn't want all the heat to be on him, and, and trust me, he's getting plenty of heat. Oh, yeah. But, it, but if he wants, like, a protective shield to deflect the attention, keep starting Mac Jones because I'm guilty of this as much as any listener or anybody else. Uh, most of my wrath is targeted towards the quarterback, which when I take a step back, I go, Bill's a bigger problem than Mac right. in my estimation. But Mac's the one I got to watch every week. True. And Mac's the one throwing pick sixes every week. And so I think most people viscerally react to Mac before they do to Bill. And so my conspiracy would be, yeah, keep rolling him out there. It keeps as much heat as can be kept off of Bill these days. Uh, yeah, that's a pretty good one. I think it is it kind of related to that. 
Uh, if Bill benches Mac right now, that there goes another first round pick that was a bust. So I think the yeah. fact that he drafted him so high, and you could argue whether it was a craft pick or a Bill right. pick or however they came to that conclusion, it goes under Bill's resume that in 21 they drafted Mac Jones in the first round. And after one season, it looked like a hit. After the second season, you're like, eh, not so much. We need, like, a tiebreaker season. This is the tiebreaker season. Oh, it is a bad tiebreaker. If he benches them now, it's like, wait a minute. Like, throw him on the pile with Nikhil Harry and Dominic Easley and all this other stuff. And and so now you're not even hitting your first-round picks. And so it's just another reason to be like, you're done. You're probably no, so, done here. So, so, but I think we're, we're in the, as it's you close. said, I think we're in the same vein where it's like, what, whatever it is, Bill is worried about his job security or how he's viewed or yeah. being on thin eye. Like, I think there's something to it like that because, and look, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Uh, Zappi has not been as bad as Mac. He's not throwing pick sixes. He's not giving the other team scores, no. but he hasn't been good. No, and he's so airmailing I, guys on Sunday. I mean, like, if you want, if you understand, and you've watched plenty of games with me, Keith, sure I'm not, have. I'm not always like big into rooting for things, but <laughs> you're rooting for have, the Zap man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if you have any idea how yeah. hard I was rooting for him to connect on just one, of, I didn't uh, need both. No, I'm not greedy. No. I don't need both. Just one of those throws, one. just one. I would have had so much material, and yeah. I, w- I would have had such a such a thing that I could always pivot to, like, oh yeah, nice well thing. he hit that play, <laughs> and he missed he missed them both, and I now I now have nothing. So so Zappy hasn't been good. That also hurts. Yeah, he really, and that like that might be ultimately what the answer is, which is not an endorsement for Mac Jones at all, but it's just ba- you can't go to Bailey Zappy, Bailey Zappy for a whole game or for several games based on what you got going on around him, right? Like based on this year's offensive line, based on this year's receivers. I don't know if you could trust Bailey Zappi necessarily. So, uh, this well, is, I, I, go ahead. Well sorry, so, well, sorry to interrupt. But I was just going to say, so take me back to last year. What, what was your stance on uh, the quarterback approach? Like, did you just want Mac and Zappi to duke it out, or did you want them to bring in a veteran, or did you want them to draft another guy? Like, what was your stance? What, going into this year, you mean? Yes. yes. Uh, going into this year, I was dumb enough to think that anybody but Patricia would at least elevate it to an average offense. Got it. And I thought Mac Jones might look more like Josh McDaniels's Mac Jones. And I've never been in love with the player. Like, go back to the draft shows. Like, I didn't like the pick. I didn't like the player coming out of Bama, all that. But they took him. He was their guy. Like, you're kind of stuck with him for at least four years is what how I kind of read it. And I just thought a new offensive coordinator. I was screaming more for DeAndre Hopkins or trade for a receiver or go crazy for a receiver because that was going to elevate whoever you had at center. But, no, I thought Jones and Zappi – whatever the combination was going to be a lot better than what we've seen so far. Yeah, no, I mean, I, look, I was probably kicking and screaming more for a weapon yeah. for Mac too. Once, once it became clear they were committing to him, but yeah, I'm, I'm surprised. I'm surprised Zappy hasn't done anything when he's gotten into these games. Cause I thought he'd at least flash a little bit and he hasn't. No, he's worse. He's well, he's not worse. He's then, not. Th- oh, Oh, no, worse than a year, year ago. I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, just yeah. Zappy. Uh, no, he's not necessarily worse than Mac Jones. I'm yeah, saying he's no. worse than last year's Bailey Zappy, which Correct. is weird. Because just another year in the NFL, that alone, regardless of who your coach, you're just a little bit more comfortable. You'd think he'd be better. But I wonder if he's in his own head because he's like, I don't know, the team cut me two months ago? <laughs> That's true. They don't that even want true. me here. So I think he's got to – I think both quarterbacks have got to be just, like, mental cases right now with the way the they've played, the way they've been coached, the, the whole thing. This is also interesting. This came out – so you know how every week Mike Reese does his uh, – he tweets out, like, snap counts for yep. all the players, offense and defense, percentages, the whole nine. Does a great job. So he did that on Sunday. Jalen Mills, the Green Goblin on Twitter, yep, sure. less than an hour ago, 
retweeted Mike Reese, where Mike Reese pointed out, uh, amongst other players, that Jalen Mills played 10 snaps. And Jalen Mills tweeted, 10 snaps? And then, like, a cry emoji. Not the cry laughing emoji. Oh, like a tear. Oh, I'm sorry. Face with cold sweat emoji is actually what it is filed under. And then he wrote, damn. Wow. Yeah, what do you think of that? So I hadn't seen that yet. I mean, look, I... I think one thing the Patriots generally do pretty well, if guys aren't happy, they generally get them to, to shut up about it, at least on social media and at least to the media. Uh, like like when you have a microphone in your face, they might they might talk to a reporter on the side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think generally they do a pretty good job of that. So people publicly are now calling out Bill Belichick oh on social media. Not not good. No, it's not. I mean, that's the other thing is like the. So what, who's so who's he pissed that's playing over him? Uh, let's see. The corns that played over Miles Bryant played fifty four snaps. J C Jackson. He's upset. Jackson's back. Jonathan Jones played more than him. Yeah. Uh, J C Jackson played more than him. Sean Wade played more than him. Uh, that that feels like it. <laughs> I would think that, him. That feels like the one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Something speed played more than him. Amir okay. Speed? Yeah. He played. Oh, no, no, no. He played the exact same number. Okay. Exact I, only same remember, number. I only remember Amir Speed yeah. from when the draft was done, just seeing that they had drafted him. I, I, don't, I, <laughs> I, don't, remember, I don't know anything about him. Nope. I just remember, oh, yeah, I read that name one time. Now the Green Goblin's pissed. Another guy huh. who was cut and then brought back by the team. Yeah, uh, good point. You can join us uh, this hour or throughout the whole four-hour program, 617-779-7937. If you do want to hit... On the Bruins, I'm all ears on that. But, of course, we're talking a lot of Patriots. Let's go to Bob in Londonderry. He will uh, join us next. What's going on, Bob? Hey, guys. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Uh, I thought I'd just point out one thing that no one seems to talk about, and it's not because the Patriots are losing, even when they're winning. What a lackluster, boring, boring team to watch. And this almost started even a little before Brady left. You know, they left. I mean, even when they're winning, they look horrible. There's nothing to be excited about, right. and they have all they can do. And I and I and I feel bad for all the season ticket holders sure. and everything else. Not that anyone said these people are the smartest, but you're watching this product on the field yeah. and paying this kind of money to watch this, and you've got a coach right. that has been. I mean, let's be real. I won't even say anything about him because I don't want to. I don't want to be overly negative. Appreciate it. Yep. That's but, all I got. All right, Bob. Thanks so much for that. Do you think they're lackluster, Jones? Do you think the team is uh, lackluster? I've been, I've been keeping that to myself, but yes, I yeah. say I think they've been very lackluster. I, I will say this: when he brings up the fan element, and you know, I'm not real big on being like, "Oh, ticket prices are this." Hey, and well, you pay your you pay your hard-earned money for that. I just I did. Uh, bristle a little bit did you read jeff Howe today in the athletic basically saying you know in as many words that robert has turned on bill would be my interpretation of that story like don't rule out a firing is also kind of the so like right so like maybe you believe it maybe you don't i I, mego was a little more suspect of it because you know robert has kind of uh, you know, rattled some cages before with Bill, and he's never made a move. Right. But what what I bristled at a little bit was like, Robert, you read it over and over again in the story. Robert was a Patriots season ticket holder. He's a Patriots fan. And I'm like, if he's really a fan of this team. Oh, he'd be gone. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Gone. Like, the yeah, whole listen thing to the fans. Be, listen to them every day. Yeah. Thank you. So, yeah. like, that's how I feel about it. When I read that, I'm like, if he's really a fan yeah. and he wants to be seen as a fan, 
he should be make he should be making some moves because people are sick and tired of this this lackluster yeah. effort. They're sick and tired of it. Now, if you're really a fan, you pull a Jerry Jones and you take over. You Bingo. start calling the shots. You're down Bingo. on the field like every a, single like day. A, yeah. I'm down there, Rich. I'm yeah. fire. I'm firing people left and right. Yep. I, that's what, that's why it's the old apprentice. I'm firing people yeah. left and right. That's what I'm doing. Oh, it's a mess. They'd probably take the team away from me in a couple of years, but I'd still be, <laughs> right. I'd be wheeling and dealing. But, making oh all my kinds god! Of but it, it feels so good. It yeah. would feel so good. It's like it's like my fantasy team. I'm just I'm trading oh. away pieces. I'm cutting guys out of spite. I regret it two weeks later, but in the moment, huge mistakes. Huge oh, nothing, mistakes in the long nothing, run. Nothing feels better than a spite cut, though. I'll tell you that. No, right that's now. true. Now, one yeah. thing I will agree with Bob on is like the team itself because they don't have, and really because Ramondre Stevenson has struggled to the degree that he has. They don't have a single offensive player that is worth the ticket price like they're they don't have a guy like True. you watch red zone it's like here's another tyreek hill 80 yard touchdown oh here's a Devonte adams just like insane catch here's aj brown one-handed catch in the middle of the field patriots don't have any of those guys however i think like the soap opera now of mac jones bill belichick what's their future do they get along do they not get along is robert gonna fire somebody like now, maybe that's not for every sports fan, but, like, that to me is super interesting. But I get the oh. caller's point about Sunday at 1, you're like, all right, are they going to score seven points this week? No, you're tuning in for the train wreck yeah. and the drama. And, like, you'll you'll see this from time to time with the Red Sox. Like, the Red Sox have now been bad enough where I think, you know, they will get to a point where they're irrelevant and their tickets are going for a buck and Dodgers fans are taking over and Braves fans are taking over and, like, you know, even Orioles fans are taking yeah, yeah, over. And, yeah. like you know, that will happen with the Red Sox. With the Patriots, I think, you know, you that'll you happen. Be, I think well, that'll it, happen. A couple weeks it, they play Buffalo, so I agree. And we're not there yet. I think right now people are kind of watching the train wreck and they're yeah. interested in like the Palace intrigue. But I think it could get there. And I, I agree with you on the the lack of star power. What do, what do you think's wrong with Stevenson? Like, what is uh, that? Is that is that a him thing or is that like everybody knows this offense sucks and Max sucks and they can just load up against the run? Like, what like what is that? Yeah, see, I think it's going to be a little bit even more than that. Like, I know the whole team is bad, so it's tough for a running back to sort of shine when the line is as bad as it is. Uh, and, like, the play calling maybe hasn't been all that great. But I wonder if he looks around and he's kind of putting too much pressure on himself, being like, I am the one that needs to make the big play, and he's looking to rip off a big run every time. It's just like there's nothing there. And yeah. then rather than take a- the four, he gets tackled for a loss or whatever. Yeah, and he's not in a contract year yet, but he's he's up for a contract soon. So like that yeah, could be year, that could right? be part of it too. Yeah, exactly. So I think that's got to be part of it. I mean, he averaged five yards a carry last year in the Matt Patricia offense. Th- so so that, it's the, that was the most baffling thing. It's like even <laughs> even uh, as a, as an old DA shout, uh, shout out, yes. even even Bebop and Rocksteady. <laughs> yeah, right. Those guys coached him up. His compete Pat- level is at a ten. Even Patricia time. and Judge yeah. didn't screw up Ramondre Stevenson. So like, oh, he's how great. is so how is he screwed up right now? And, like, he didn't practice a lot in the offseason. Did he, did he get out of shape, or did he just not put in enough work? Like, I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm yeah. leaning something like that with him because I don't get it. But sometimes it is just the, the offensive line is so bad. And, I, I you know, it, it, that part is boring to talk about. You go back to Bob's call, like, talking about, like, oh, another miss by the left guard. Like, that yep. that is boring to me. But if all your players are getting blown up, like that's true. Now, I don't know if they've been a complete train wreck for all five games. I feel like people look at it now. and They just kind of like say that about it, but 
I don't know, against the Dolphin, uh, it was the Dolphins game, right? I think Mac had a little bit of time. Or no, there was yeah. one game where, like, it wasn't it wasn't that bad. Well, well, just running the football, I don't think the offensive line had a great day, but just running the football, yeah. Zeke, Zeke had a good game against the Jets. Ramondre Stevenson hasn't had a good game. No, he hasn't. No. So I so the fact that Zeke's had one and he hasn't tells me it's the offensive line is probably a factor. Yeah. But the fact he was able to break free and have a good day and Stevenson hasn't tells me it's more of a Stevenson thing. Uh, and I know you guys were talking about it today too, but the uh, Bill Belichick being asked about Jacoby Myers was oh. hilarious because that's another one that's right there. Like, you know, he's right. People do leave in free agency. That is a part of football. That's how it works, yeah. But when you like knowingly don't offer one guy a deal and then give that same deal that he got somewhere else to another guy at the same position. You're like, we feel like Juju Smith-Schuster is better than Jacoby Myers. And then through five games, like you couldn't be more wrong about that. <laughs> well, okay, so you... I forget how pro Myers you were, but I know you were down on Juju. I was super down Juju. I My whole take on Myers was I'm all good replacing him. I'm not married to the player, but... You need to get somebody better than him. And right. You Smith need an Schuster's actual not. good receiver. Yes, yeah, no, no, you, no, and you were right about that because yeah. I'm like, hey, he's probably an upgrade. And he is not. He I, sucks. He, he is just so – he is so not, and I was so wrong about that. And the nice thing about being wrong about it for me is it's just, oh, well, it's a take gone wrong. Yeah. For Bill, it, oh, screwed, up, it screwed up his whole team. Yeah, I love the well, yeah the Smith Schuster and uh, Myers, and then like Nick Folk, Chad Ryland are just Ugh. two amazing – like we're five weeks in. And you couldn't be proven wrong as definitively and as quickly as is happening. It's so true. It's so true. And, like, the the Myers stuff was just with Smith-Schuster, how they paid him, petty. Yeah. I think the word Mego used today about his comments is just so dismissive. It's like yeah. he he would he would never admit a mistake, obviously. We've, no. Bill's been here for two decades. We know that. God, no. But just the way he talks about it is just it, I, I would it would make my blood boil. If yeah. I were a Patriots fan or a Jacoby Myers, it would make my blood boil listening to him. <laughs> and the other thing that really uh, chapped my backside was <laughs> he was talking up Devontae Adams as like a surefire Hall of Famer. Yep. And it was like, he got traded two years. You could have been in on that. You could have oh, been interested point. in that. I thought you were going to say Myers has better numbers. Oh, yeah, no. yeah right. You could, Adams you were, is insane. Adams you were allowed to be in on yes. him. You know what it would have cost you? This is and I have this for Fitzy later on a Would You Rather Wednesday. Ooh, nice. Would you rather Devontae Adams or... Cole Strange and Tyquan Thornton. Oh, man. So you get two guys, though. Two guys. Oh, true. I didn't even so, think of that. It is two I guys. I mean, at two different positions. So it's like. One of them is Ty- wide receiver. So that kind of well, cancels Ty- that out. Tyquan Thornton's basically Devontae yeah. Adams, He's right? Back. So uh, you get him and an offensive lineman. I think I want the two. Yeah. I, think, I think Bill played it right. Uh, Thornton back at practice today, although limited. Limited. So we'll see where that goes. Let's grab another call here. We got another uh, conspiracy on uh, Bill Belichick, potentially. Ray and nice. Revere. What's going on, Ray? Hey, guys, listen, I wonder if the big hold uh, for Kraft, that he's got a big contract with Belichick. I've heard he pays him. Yeah, he might have multiple years of term on it, too. You know, Robert Kraft didn't want to pay Tom Brady another 5 to $10 million to win him a couple more championships. Do you think he wants to write a check that might be 10 times bigger? So it's a great question, Ray. We don't know what Belichick's contract is. We all kind of assume it's between 20 and $25 million a year, but we don't know how many years it is. So would Kraft be willing to eat $50 million, let's call it. Let's say he's got next year and the year after. I don't think it's much further than that. I don't think he re-upped them recently based on what they've been doing. But like, would he be willing to eat $50 million? Like, that maybe is a, is a fair question that we I haven't mean, discussed much. No, look, it's a, it's a completely fair point and not really one that's occurred to me. 
That's a horrible reason not to move on from True. Him. Like, would Kraft do it? We can debate that. But we uh, that if that's the real reason, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible reason <laughs> because you're just going to let the thing go up in flames to save a few bucks? Come on. Well, that was the reasoning last year it came out that Josh McDaniels would have been fired, but the Raiders couldn't afford it. Like, that's what they said. And I was like, oh, all right. Okay, but, like, it, like I don't know everybody's bank account, but, like, Robert, <laughs> Robert, Kraft, Robert Kraft has the second most valuable team yeah. in, in North America anyway, maybe in professional sports after the Cowboys. I don't know if Mark Davis has that kind of money, so I feel like that's less of an excuse for Robert. <laughs> Not sure what Mark Davis has going on, but uh, yeah, he's doing the best he can out there. <laughs> All right, Jones, uh, always a pleasure, sir. We'll have to we'll have to do this again no, sometime. No aliens? No aliens today. I don't have any good alien story. Oh, I mean, man. aliens have been like proven to exist now. When we were doing it before, it was much more like oh, we were we had to talk people into it. Now it's like yeah, obviously. Yeah, right. Now it's not it's not as hot of a take anymore to be no. like aliens are out there, man. Although okay. Stiz was all over. You see some new Bigfoot sightings? Uh, where? Where was it? Where was I that? I believe it was Colorado. Video had, came out oh, today. Colorado. Uh, we had, no, Keith, this is true. They hung up, but we had a caller yesterday that said they saw a Bigfoot in the Bridgewater Triangle. I don't doubt it. Of course, everything's in the Bridgewater Triangle. That's a real melting pot of cryptids. <laughs> they it got is. everything in the Bridgewater no, Triangle. Stiz, Witches. Stiz, yeah, you name it. Stiz, I got to uh, forward me that link because I got I to gotta read about these big feet in, I am. Uh, in Colorado. There's a I'm video, Jones. Right there's a video, too. Like, it's for sure something. It's it, something. I think I'm it's in. a Bigfoot. Is it, didn't you interview a Bigfoot hunter one time? I interviewed Rick Dyer. He killed two big feet. Two of them. Yeah, he lost one of them, and the government took the other one. <laughs> big feet is hilarious. So he didn't have he didn't have the proof with him when I asked him about it. But he's well, like, he did he, two confirmed kills. Well, yeah, I mean, he only, I mean, yeah, two. Who else is? He two also his cell phone when I interviewed him was worse than any of the Patriots Monday guests. <laughs> it was unbelievable. I was like, dude, where are you calling from? Like that's why he was almost believable. Like he was, yeah, he was government. out there. Yeah. Government was probably jamming the, jamming the signal. That makes Brutal. sense. All right, we're going to do our bet du jour. You can tag uh, our candidate if you want right, to make a couple of bets. We'll do that. Coming up next here on The Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Now, more of The Rich Keefe Show on WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. Back here on The Rich Keefe Show, WEEI. Still joined by the Jones and Mego program from the Causeway. Just steps away from the TD Garden as the Bruins get set for their Regular season opener. Where's the time go? Taking on the Chicago Blackhawks and the number one pick in last year's draft, Connor Bedard, 730 puck drop. Uh, Christian Arcan joins us now. How is the scene down at the Causeway now, Arcan? The scene is, well, people are starting to get in because they don't want to be late for the uh, ceremony. There's a 7 o'clock ceremony for 100 years of Bruins hockey. Bobby Orr, Ray Bohr, all these people are here. Uh, Razor Raycroft, not sure if you heard of him. He's oh, be I've heard of Razor. Well. Sure have. Um, so, uh, yeah, all the big names uh, are going to be there. So people are starting to leave for that right now. But this place was just jam-packed. Uh, for the last uh, 90 minutes or so with uh, with Bruins fans. Now, do you think they make the playoffs? Very uh, very easy question, yes or no playoffs. Yeah, I'd say they're a playoff team. I think they still have enough talent to uh, to do that, and I'm excited about some of their uh, new acquisitions. I know Van Riemsdyk and Shattenkirk and all these guys, Keith, yeah. are guys that we would have been excited about if they signed them five years ago. Definitely. <laughs> or, you know, seven years ago maybe <laughs> yep. in some yep. cases. But uh, I think that there's a void in leadership here and a void with some veterans, and uh, it couldn't hurt to have some of those guys in leadership positions. Not to mention, 
they're going with the youth movement too. It's a nice sort of blend of that, and I think uh, they still have enough talent and goaltending and defense in particular to uh, to to be strong in the standings this year. What do you I think th- the playoffs are certainly possible. What do you think of? Yeah, I do too. Like I was looking at my knee jerk reaction after Bergeron and Krejci retired was this will not be a playoff team. But then you know, pull up the Eastern Conference and you're like, mm, I don't think there's eight teams better than them. So I, I would right now think they are a wild card team. But what do you make of them? just trotting back the same two goalies again. Both are very good, but you're like, maybe you could move on from one, probably more Olmark, sell high on Olmark, get another really good skilled player, use that salary to get another forward or something. But they're going with the same two guys who admittedly were very good last year, but do you, do you need both of them? No, I don't think you do. I like that they have two of them. I think having two good goalies isn't a bad thing per se, but it also, I think at some point this year, there's going to be a time where you sort of look at the roster and think, what's not going totally right for this team? Where are their holes? Where are they vulnerable? And that's when you have to look at the goalies and decide, do we want to invest in a centerman of the future? Do we want to invest in a guy right now who's good right now? And there's a lot of options now because you do have two very good goalies who are going to have a ton of value for uh, teams out there that need help in net. So it's a it's a good problem to have, I guess. Yeah, I suppose. And then I'm also still I think the jury's out on Jim Montgomery because things were riding so high during the regular season. It was just they needed a, a new voice, even though I very much like Bruce Cassidy. It looks like the players wanted somebody else. They got somebody else. Record setting regular season. How'd Cassidy do last year? Uh, he did well. He did, <laughs> he did very well. Uh, Montgomery, come playoff time, not so much. Highlighted by the decision to keep playing an injured Olmark. And the next thing you know, you're out in the first round. So I think for him, it's a massive year. Like, was the regular season kind of fluky? Was the playoffs just like a a misstep? Like, what kind of a head coach is Montgomery? Because I don't really know yet. Yeah, I think that there's going to be, when there's a situation like there was with Cassidy, where it was sort of butting heads with some of the players, not really getting on with some of the young guys, even the veterans, I think, were kind of turned off by his style towards the end of Mm -hmm. his run there. But you remember when he first got there, there was all this talk about, well, Claude's gone, and how's this new guy going to look? And the new guy stepped in and was good, and I think Montgomery had that same kind of thing. Now, Montgomery's more of a player's coach, I would say, and uh, he definitely is an easier guy to kind of rally around in that way. He's not really as tough on his players, but towards the end of the year, you saw maybe a little bit of a different side. Remember when the Bruins started losing games uh, right before the season ended, and he was like, you know, I'm not happy with the way they're playing, and kind of got on him a little bit in some of the post games. So I wonder if he's going to start start over and kind of wipe the slate clean and and, and go that way and, and get back to sort of that player empowerment style that he has. But I also think there's a limit to that. And I just hope that limit doesn't get tested because that would mean things aren't going well. That's true. All right, this time every night we like to do our bet du jour where we bet anything that is uh, bettable tonight. So now we have uh, the NHL. We have baseball playoffs. If you want to get nuts and do a little uh, preseason hoops, you can do that as well. Uh, Let's start with Stiz. Stiz, what is your bet du jour tonight? Well, I hate to do this, but I like the juice. I'm going to okay. take the Blackhawks on the money line, plus 270. Wow. Bedard playing Connor Bedard they, out there. They played last night. That's right. So you can take that. That could yep. be good or bad. Yeah. yeah but, I think they right. lost last night, but that's all right. All right. So you got the Blackhawks money line. Wow. That is really. Yeah. This is the 100th season. I know. For God's sake. I know. Right, don't make me feel worse. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. All right. Arkan, what do you got? All right, I'm going with anytime goal scorers here, and I got two. I got two picks for you. You, oh. can, uh, you can parlay them if you want, okay. but I'm going to go ahead with Pavel Zaka as an anytime goal scorer, a plus 270. Right. I see that one on FanDuel, and Taylor Hall, now a Chicago Blackhawk. 
Uh, I think it's going to be a Taylor Hall revenge game. He's going to find the net at plus 340. So I uh, huh. like both of those guys as anytime goal scorers tonight. All right, very good. And then I will just take the Dodgers on the money line to avoid the sweep. They're down 2-0 against the Diamondbacks. Game is at 9 o'clock tonight. I think the Dodgers are just... Way too good to get swept by Arizona, so I'll take them to get a win. It's like minus 125, minus 130, depending on the I thought the Orioles were too good to get swept, too. You know? <laughs> That's true. And then they uh, they got sent home pretty early. But uh, All right, Arcan, a pleasure, sir. Uh, down to Causeway from Jones and Mego with Arcan. You guys will be back on tomorrow at 2, talking Bruins, Pats, and everything yes, else. And uh, we'll talk to you then. All right, later. All right, very good. One hour down of the Rich Keefe Show. Three hours to go. Nick Fitzy Stevens will join us coming up, and he will be with us for the duration. You could also join us at 617-779-7937. More of the Rich Keefe Show coming up next here on WEI.